of Sock Talk with Stove and Wally. I'm Stove, he's Wally. I'm Wally. Wally. It... <laughs> yep, that's it. That's enough out of you, Wally. So, today on Sock Talk, we're going to be discussing top transfers around Europe. Uh, primar- thus far. Thus far, because the window is still open in certain uh, certain leagues, but Premier League, it is shut. Um, so, I guess to kick it off, it's been an eventful summer. Let me, let me ask you a question straight off the bat. What do you think about that? The fact that it's it's closed before the league starts. The Premier League? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it in business terms, strictly if, if it was we're just looking at English soccer, I think it makes sense before the league starts. I think it's fair in terms of within England. Where it becomes unfair is when you factor in the global like the continental game. Then from a business standpoint, teams could get leveraged in a yeah, sense of like course. Like, let me give you an example. Like, let's say, let's say, um, like the Lukaku thing going to Inter, like, they, they, how much did they get from it? 80 million or something? It was uh, 70 or 80 million Okay, it's still crazy, so that's not, that's not the best example. But my point is, let's say teams in the Serie A that know that Premier League transfers is closing, they could try to squeeze them out at a, at a favorable price because they know they have time to go get someone else if it doesn't work out. And especially in this case where they want to get rid of Lukaku. Yeah, but you're, they're allowed they're allowed still selling players now. They're allowed to you, still sell? Like they can't bring in? Yeah, that's it. Premier League is still allowed oh. selling guys. Okay. Like, <laughs> Mustafi, get on out of here, please. He's, he's allowed to leave. That's why. I okay, just... so let's say the opposite then. Okay. Let's, say, let's say if Lukaku played for Antar, the man you wanted them. Manu's closing earlier, right? Yeah. Then so Inter, like say, at the last second, could like raise the ten million. And say, exactly. Well, listen, you got one day you to figure it out. Like, uh, I got three weeks to sell this guy. You got a you know? couple of hours left to pay up, or yeah, and that's the okay. thing. So in terms of the leverage, yeah. then I, that's where it becomes unfair. But strictly in England, I think it's brilliant. I think it should I, be like that. I, I just think the leagues all should coordinate and begin at the same time, and definitely finish the transfer window before the league starts. It just makes sense for it makes the perfect team. sense because before what you would play three games. I mean. If it closed on the 31st, you'd play yeah. like probably three uh, games, two, three yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what the point is of, of we, still having speculation about players when the season what, started already. That's How what preseason's for. So, yeah, that's uh, it. So I, I'm, I'm glad for the Premier League, for the rest of the leagues. I still think, well, I know, I know they haven't even started yet, Serie A. Uh, La Liga, I think, is starting next week. But um, I'm glad the Premier League's business is done, you know. But you see, that's why in career mode you play your preseason games. <laughs> yeah. Because then you don't have those first couple games to really, you know, test out your squad and shit. So, um, it's good. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah. uh, we're going to go into the biggest transfers. Uh, not a huge particular order. We'll start off with what interested us uh, fairly the most. I mean, the first one actually doesn't interest me all that much, but let's get into it. Uh, it's Barcelona. Um, so, their two biggest signings. We have Frankie de Jong coming over from Ajax. And Anton Griezmann coming from Atletico Madrid. Um, so let's start with uh, we'll start with the young. Both big money moves. Uh, Both big money moves. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it was uh, seventy million for De Jong. Um, what I saw from him last year, uh, he controlled the midfield at Ajax, um, and he was kind of all over the place. He was playing quite deep. Uh, probably the, Yeah. Well, 
Uh, yeah, but that's it. But he was playing the, the deepest back, mm -hmm. and uh, he's got a good range of passes. He's quite uh, mobile on the ball as well, and he's pretty good defensively. Um, haven't really seen much of him going forward in terms of uh, you know end product. What he'll bring to Madrid, uh, sorry, Madrid, Barca. <laughs> Madrid is, wishes. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, what he'll bring to Barca is someone who you know has that Barca DNA of, of possession-based football sure. and uh, yeah. uh, someone you know a lot of Dutch uh, players always go to to Barca. Makes you know. sense. I mean, I think they're made from the same cloth. I think he will fit in uh, perfectly there. I'm not his biggest fan. I I mean, I mean, I just got hyped in general. That whole team got hyped last year for good reason. I, I he's good. He's still young, and I I just recently saw some highlights with him, like a, like a one minute clip. And his highlights are nothing like to blow you back. But if you no. really look at them, the way he thinks, like you're, it looks like he's getting cornered, and then he's into space. He just, and he's, uh, he just maneuvers out of these situations. Yeah, yeah. it actually is like it's it's quite fascinating. But he's not someone you're gonna see like on no, a highlight. Really, he won't you know? light up uh, no. light up a show, but I, I find he he evades danger very well. Yes. But uh, it, just like Busquets, Barca is, too. yeah, that's it. Barca's you know well known for that. Uh, Busquets not is like that too. defensively, so they need those types of players to get out of situations. Um, well, that's been Barca's problem. They kind of just put all like all pedal to the metal. You have Jordi Alba running up one end, the other one on the other end, and just you know whoever's there, Semedo or uh, or Sergio Roberto, and then they just leave the two center backs back home. <laughs> and when one of them is PK, there's problems. So, well, I mean, we can get into that another time. I don't. I I think he. Probably doesn't get enough credit. She gets plenty of credit. Anyways, you know, we'll get into that another time, possibly. Let's move on to uh, Griezmann. Um, I'm not too sure what to make of that one. Um, I guess they're kind of planning for Suarez to move on in a couple years. You know, a, a younger guy. Um, great striker, I find. Uh Better as like a second striker for yeah, sure. For sure. Play in that in that hole behind the the, the center forward. Um, I don't think it works though, just with Messi and Griezmann. I think Suarez is key there, because yeah. Griezmann needs someone to play off of, and so does Messi. If you just had them two starting, I just it's too you mean, you smaller. Mean, uh, Messi and Griezmann. Messi and, yeah, they're they're it's kind of smaller, similar, left-footed people. Kind of similar players in the sense uh, they need a starting someone like a. But that's why that's man, why yeah. Madrid like he he had Costa to feed off of it, it, two contrasting styles and it worked really well, yeah. like that first leg against Juve, both of them were a handful like they couldn't keep up you know Juve so it'd be interesting how they line up. I think this means even less time for Coutinho. Oh, I I think he's off. I think I this think, is pretty uh, non-existent at this point. I'm not sure what their lineup is going to be like because, you know, where do you play Griezmann be in the cam? Roll Messi on the right, Suarez up front, and Debele on the left, I guess. But then and you, what, know, you have Busquets and the Young staying home, center CDMs. Yeah, um, I do think you know it. I, I it's a, it's a lot of money to pay for uh, another uh, star-studded striker, um, especially the fact that they keep getting linked with Neymar to return. Uh, that's another big money move. So well, if they get Neymar, he does not fit in the team. Uh, just uh, it's too much. Uh, 
I think they're planning for the long term, and I think they really, really want to win Champions League this year because uh, you know they haven't won since uh, 2015. Um, they've they've got to go all out for that La Liga. I mean, uh, they haven't been to the final since 2015. Either. Yeah, they 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 got embarrassed last year, um, the year before in Roma too. Yeah, in Rome they two got years, embarrassed two years in a row. Uh, in, uh, away from home like that that's it at Anfield they got embarrassed so I mean they're going for it definitely uh, two, only two signings but two huge signings and it doesn't change the team all that much but it definitely gives them a, it's, it's, you feel it's the same identity it's, very, it's two very good signings um, especially the young more than the, the Griezmann one but anyway we'll see how it goes I mean uh, clearly their focus is going to be on Champions League um but yeah, we'll see. So that, I think that's it for Barcelona. I don't think there's anything more to go into. Um, is their coach still there, Ernie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ernie. Ernie's still there. Ernesto. Ernesto with the big nose. Ernesto, dinner's um, ready. Yeah, he's uh, he's still there. Ma, um, it's me, they Ernie. Did, they did, <laughs> Ma, they did look impressive, though. I watched um, I watched the first game they played against Napoli um, a week ago. Um, they beat them, but the first time they were quite impressive going forward. Uh, fluid, uh, defensively, you know, shaky. Uh, actually, Mertens missed pretty much an open net, so they they, they were a bit lucky. But uh, going forward, they they looked pretty pretty uh, pretty fluid. Um, Good. Griezmann scored his first goal actually uh, the other day against. Fantastic. Napoli. Well, I know you don't give too much of a rat's ass, but. No, because... Anyways, moving on to the next team. I'm actually burning to talk about this team, so here we go. We're going to jump right into Juventus. So... Ma, you like Juventus? Multiple, multiple signings to talk about. Um, I wrote down a little order here, because saving one for, la- one for the last one that I want to transition into another team. So starting off, we got Ramsey coming from your beloved Gunners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big loss for us, but I think it's Juve's gain. Um... What this guy brings for me, I mean, I've been watching him since he was like 17 years old. Um, those, those, uh, you know, those runs in the box at the last minute. He, he, those late runs into the box. Uh, he, he brings something that Juve doesn't have, which is a goal-scoring midfielder, pretty much. Yeah. The last time they had someone like that, uh, everybody's gonna say Marquisio, but even him, uh, he had that one good season where he scored quite a few goals. Um, Ramsey, if he stays fit, that's the big concern. Which always. is a big if. Yes, that's, but I do think the in, the intensity of the Premier League uh, compared to Serie A, also that big um, that big break in the um, during the winter, yeah, will help him for sure. Um, I think that's a fantastic move on a free transfer. Uh, no, 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 everybody it's, would take that. It's Juve's gain. Uh, I think they had something to win no matter the money. The fact that it's zero, it's it's, it's just an A-plus-plus transfer. Yeah. I think what he does is, like you said, it's it's that goal-scoring midfielder that Juve really don't have. And I, I see it more, too, as like you someone know, that could unlock the defense going forward because yeah. Juve looked stagnant last season. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's partly too... I like this style. Yeah, he's quite conservative. Yeah, and it wasn't working. So he's out. Ramsey's in. So And I think, I think it's just really going to be good because... We still don't know how Dybala fits in the team. That's a whole different question. But that's someone who could drop in and try to unlock the defense. I think Ramsey could do the same thing. Uh, I think they could actually, if they play together, that could be quite interesting. Sorry, who? Uh, Ramsey and who? Dybala. Oh, Dybala oh. and Ramsey. 
like if they, if they played like if they played somewhat like two cams or mm. two number eights, you know, which Dybala he likes to drop in more. I know he's more a number ten, but anyways, it could be interesting. Um, Ramsey will definitely bring yeah. something though, because if you have Pjanic, if you have Pjanic staying CDM, and then we're gonna talk about this next guy, Rabio, who's so we got Pjanic your six, who's not really like a ball winning six, but whatever. He's a, he's, he's a deep line playmaker. He's a deep line uh, playmaker. He's not a number six, but re regardless, you're gonna have Rabio next to him, so that number eight that really goes box to box. We're gonna talk about him, and then Ramsey, the other one who has more license going forward. I think it's a it's a trio that we think Sadi's gonna play, of course. So I think it works. I think it really works. I think Ramsey's going to link up with a lot of people. Um, I think he's really going to enjoy it. I think he's really going to enjoy playing in this team. He mentioned like the prospects of playing at a huge club with Ronaldo and stuff. It's just a different level for him. So uh, I, I personally, he's one of my favorite players. Um, I just I enjoy watching him. Uh, he's you know he's got an eye for goal. He's the got an eye for pass. It's the creativity he's that the nicest guy. Me. That I don't care so uh, much. <laughs> well. No, but he's super creative though. His flicks, back stuff though, like that. So, because you see, like that's when they start to get stagnant and stuff. Like a little moment of flair from him could yeah. just open up space, and it, I'm really excited. But that's I, I just want to just uh, to point out. I saw a stat the other day of, I think it was since 2015, Juve's highest scores. Um, I think they were like DiBala was there. Uh, then you had I think Mandzukic. Yeah. And I think third was Kedira. That's which uh, to see that. And then, like, fourth was Ronaldo. I thought you were going to say Pirlo free kicks. No. <laughs> Haven't seen that in a while. But to, to see Kadir on the list was actually... Wait, what do you mean? How was Ronaldo fourth? What yeah, stat was this? this? Since 2015, they're, they're top scorers. Oh, since so 2015? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Okay, I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? Um, what world are you living in? Like, okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, okay. Well, this guy's always injured. Uh, more than Ramsey. And uh, not known for scoring very much. Uh, until he pretty much came to Juve. He's injured the same amount as Ramsey. As Ramsey. Yeah, I, last year I barely saw him. Anyways. Well, Ronaldo kicked the ball on his head. Like it was no one's business. <laughs> well. He tried to kill a man. <laughs> but just Kadir, so it's okay. Moving on to Rabio. Rabio joins Juve from PSG, of course. Another free transfer. Another free transfer, but the thing is, and this is besides Rabio the player, I don't know the exact story that it was at PSG, but he did, like, wasn't there a situation where he was holding out from the team? Yeah. Like, they, they didn't they use didn't, him. They didn't play him because he wouldn't sign a contract extension. And I was reading reports also that he fired his agent. Well, I think it was mom. his mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, not sure about that whole thing. I. It's a it's a it's a good transfer. Um, no, I was just talking more personally. I'm all for like go get the money, like do what you got to do. This is your career. Who knows when it's gonna end? But I, it's a case you don't see much in in, in yeah. soccer. Um, reminds me like of an arbitration case in hockey that happens, but. Anyways, whatever. That aside, this is crazy. This, to me, this gets me really excited. I didn't have the luxury of watching him really? too often. Okay, I'm a bit surprised. But he was one of the first, always one of the first signings in FIFA, always, <laughs> in any career mode. He's, he's a beast. He's got the height, he's got the strength. Uh, so left-footed, so he adds that into the midfield as well. But this, here, where I think he's going to do well is in the transition. Because he's someone that could, he likes to hold on to the ball. Yeah, he, he dribbles with the ball. He quite dribbles well. from midfield. Um, he takes risks, which is always nice to see from a midfielder with confidence. So him and confidence is going to be scary in transition. I like the way he's able to take it, get past one, get past two, make an outlet pass, continue. I think they're going to be, they're much more reliant on a counterattack with him. 
Uh, I think I'm really excited to see them go forward, especially Ramsey Ravio linking up. I think it's going to be a really good mix. The thing is, I'm. Is Sadi gonna do his Sadi ball? Cause, um, I'm not sure he has the fastest of midfielders to do that. Uh, you know, he, he likes that quick passing and moving all over the place. Uh, we saw it at Napoli. We saw it less at Chelsea. Yeah, but he's in a he's in a stick. I'm assuming he's in a stick to his four three three. And and that's okay. I mean, I which think it, which Pjanic, is, it should be that. Pjanic, Rabiot, Ramsey. I think yeah. that's a good midfield. I think it's a perfect balance. It's a very good balance. I think, I mean, the ball winner in there is Rabiot, for sure. But they're all good with their feet, I, which is I, interesting. I would play them more, Ramsey more advanced, and maybe have a, dub, a double pivot of Rabiot and Pjanic. That works you know, um, But yeah, for sure, Ramsey more advanced. Yeah. And then Rabiot with that, like those medium work rates, so to mm. speak. And then Pjanic stays Just home. Stay but back like he does. Hit me quarterbacks. So he hit me rather stay back yeah. and quarterback next to the center back. So that's fine. Send those long balls. I think it, is that those three that we just mentioned, when you compare it to, let's say, midfield with Pjanic, um, a, a midfield of Pjanic, let's say, uh, Chan and Matuidi. Hmm. Chan, great ball winner. The strength, the intensity he brings to the team is, I think, a match. Matuidi, I've never seen someone try so hard. So the energy he brings <laughs> to the team is crazy. He's quite versatile as well. He's very versatile. Left, like left mid, center defensive mid, center mid. But put that's him, it. Put him, put him left back. I'm sure he'll do a job. But my point is, like, if when you compare Matuidi and Chan and even Kadira, they don't hold the same on the ball as Pjanic. No, no. Which is, which is just that's not even that's not different, even up um, for debate. Different roles. Uh, you swap out Chan and Matuidi with Ramsey and Rabiot. You have a midfield trio that are all comfortable with the ball at their feet, who all want the ball at their feet. So it becomes a much more technical side, which will help Sadi. Because, I mean, Sadi with Chan and Matuidi and Kadira, that side yeah, is not I, getting I out of their own I can't half. picture them, you know, outplaying the, their opponents uh, with some, some nice link-up play. They uh, couldn't those outplay are, those the other team's striker, like, yeah, leading, their, leading their half. So, no, this is a, a huge step up. And then Chan and Matuidi coming in to a team that, let's say, has the lead by the 60th minute, 75th minute. I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. And then obviously depending on the game to switch it up, but they have the depth, so that's fine. Um, oh yeah, and Mitch, uh, you know we just forgot is Bentancur, Bentancur. who is another box to box, you know, young, still twenty one years old. I, I think, think he's probably first off the bench and he'll probably take uh, Rabiot or Pjanic's place uh, for sure. Well, you Chan just forgot Cam all about him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know for sure, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but because I mean, he does bring something more than you know as a goal threat, I think. Uh, Bentancur? Yeah. Um, I haven't Ish. seen... Well, a lot more than uh, Matuidi. Um, you know, he, he's more... doesn't get forward much. I haven't seen enough from him. Like, I haven't seen enough from Juve. Uh, not that I watch him week in, week out. But I'd like to... I'm, I'm curious to see how he's going he's gonna to have this midfield uh, set up. He's the type of guy that more like, likes to pull the strings in midfield more, I think... Uh, but yeah, oh, I, you watched him last year. Did did he feature quite a bit? Uh, yeah, he did. Okay, he really did, but like not so much going forward. Like, he's okay, someone okay. even for Uruguay that in a four four two that yeah. they play. Yeah, well, yeah, he stays yeah. in midfield and he, and he pulls the strings from from pretty deep okay. actually. Um, but that's it. So then now uh, that's discussing their midfield. We'll go forwards by going backwards. So oh, I like that. A big move from Ajax. Biggest well, move. One of the biggest moves of the summer. Arguably the biggest... In terms of, like... Defenders. Yes. In terms... No, I, I was going to say, in terms of, like, 
headline, the main attraction oh, of the summer. Oh, yeah. In terms of... I think it's this man. Yeah. This, this man. He's barely a man. Matish. Just turned 20. Who is it, Wally? Delict. Delict. Delight. So, I don't know how you pronounce it. I can see the light at the end of this Juve terrible defending tunnel. And, and his name... And I'm going to coin this term. I am delighted to see him there. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? He's just going to learn from, for me, best center back in the world is uh, Giorgio Chiellini. Um... Who else would you want to, you know, mentor you to improve your game? You mentioned just uh, just Italian Italian football too. Is it the place to be for a center back to mature? So he seems to have a head on his shoulders. Uh, I think it's this is huge. I mean, because obviously Bonucci has had a drop off. Yeah. Uh, Chiellini could still go at it. That second leg against <laughs> Atletico in in Turin was, I mean, outstanding. Like he was on something that night. Like he he was uh, and not just on fire. Like he was on something because <laughs> man, he was running his hair off. Like he he started. And he the had match none with, left. No, he started the match with an afro. He ended up bald. Anyways, um, I think that's it. The back four, we're gonna see uh, a new right back, which will which will go unnamed. I, for I, a I just want to mention about the Ligt again. Uh, what he brings as well is the leadership. I mean, he was main captain of of Ajax at nineteen years old. No, he can lead uh, an army. He can yeah, lead the, the, the guy, and he scores big goals. You know, against Juve as he did. Uh, the guy, uh, he, I, he's I still saw scoring at, big goals against you. He has an own goal. In yeah, yeah, so. that's it. He, he, Not a good. He's had a bit actually. of a yeah, that's a bit okay. of a tricky preseason, as I saw. He, he seemed a bit slow. He wasn't sure um, on certain occasions, but I mean, he's learning. He has new teammates. Uh, what do you expect, really? Uh, I just see positives, though. Uh, they have you know commanding center back for the next 10, 12 years, if he wants to stay, obviously. Um, but I don't want, care. I'm not looking past this season right now. There's, there's one mission here at Juventus. It's Champions League. And I think it's going to be a great addition. Like you said, not only his defensive abilities, leader, a young leader in that back line, and the aerial threat he brings. I mean, Juve in the box right now are going to be insane. Like, let's just see Mandzukic on the field, which is a big if. You have Ronaldo. You have Chiellini. You have the lit. I think... I think they could be very dangerous, especially on the in these cup competitions where sometimes it's set nice, pieces. sometimes it's set piece set heavy. Pieces, it's yeah. the one chance you have, you know. So, I mean that that second leg, that second leg in Turin again. I, I bring up a different second leg in Turin against Ajax. Ronaldo scores a header with the lit with the lit uh, marking him. On the other end, the lit scores a header. Probably Ronaldo nowhere to be seen, but that's okay. My point is two goals that night. From set pieces, the the other one Van der Beek from open play. But my point that's how that's how most tournaments, most cups are won. So this is a huge addition. Uh, very happy. The money's excessive, but I mean, so is everyone else. And uh, still, for that for that player, I think uh, it's money well it, it, spent. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. It's money well spent. We'll quickly move on to uh, well, a legend coming back to the club. So. Uh, I mean, it's Gigi. no secret. Obviously, Gigi Buffon coming back to Juventus. I mean, Free transfer as well. This is huge. There's a. I mean, this obviously is more to do with morale, leadership, and let's not forget he's got those eight or nine Serie A appearances to break the record. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I think Maldini's I, record is broken nine Serie A appearances. So I heard. But it wasn't just that, though. I mean. No, that. obviously no. But I heard that in his contract he has like nine Serie A oh, okay. starts in. Okay. Well, I just know he's going to be like one of the executive roles next year. Um, yeah, no, it, it's a transitionary role, um, but I think it's perfect because obviously you've smell blood. They're going to go for Champions League. Obviously, Buffon hasn't, hasn't won it. This is his, literally his last chance. 
he's going to be huge. That dressing room, the experience he brings, the young kids, especially with yeah, the he, lick he can work he with. Play, uh, just to have someone no, there. This isn't a, he signed as a player on the squad, but this is yeah. the least player transfer I've ever seen in my life. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is this is so much more. And this isn't a waste. This isn't even like throwing Buffon a bone. He's going to bring a lot to the team. Very happy he's back. I, I didn't make sense that Ronaldo joined the team the same summer Buffon left. I would have been pissed if I was him. Like, Mr. Champions League comes and you're I'm leaving. It doesn't make sense. So I'm happy he's back. Uh, I think it's it's going to pay off dividends in the future, obviously. Um, so the last signing coming in, we're going to talk about Danilo. Um, and I want to talk about Danilo instead of the disappointment I have. So continuing with their defense, we're going to go to the right back position with Danilo coming in. And I really want to focus this Danilo conversation on... Danilo. <laughs> um, Hence, that is his name. Yes, it's a classic. Allow myself to introduce myself. But no, I, because I'm super disappointed with who left in Joao Cancelo. So I, I just want this to be about Danilo. Um, again, I can't even separate in my head. I think it's a, it's a demotion. I think it's, it's worse, uh, straight up. Like swap, in, in a swap, I think it's worse. I don't even care the, mo- the extra money received. I didn't think you cared about that stuff either, but I guess you got to pay the bills. So, uh, I don't know. What do you think about Danilo? I'm going to judge him when I see him. Is he more defensively responsible than Joao Cancelo? Because uh, he doesn't offer as much I don't know, because I barely saw him at Man City. Barely saw him at Madrid. Barely saw him at Madrid. He had that, you know, breakout season at Porto back when he was, uh, you know, one of the highest... Uh, Sought after right backs uh, at Madrid. Uh, I mean, he was okay going forward, and I guess he was okay defensively. I, but I'm just gonna say like, I'll see. I won't judge him too quickly and say, yeah, uh, you know, let's see how it works out. Uh, Sadi's a very demanding coach, so we'll see. Maybe he can. You know, put a firecracker up his ass and make him play uh, super well. Uh, I do think it is a downgrade if you look at it. Straight up it um, is. I mean, I, w- I would be shocked to see who would say differently. I think there's many different factors of this. I mentioned the extra money, around $30 million, I think. Yeah, I- I'm wondering how much you get paid for Cancelo initially. Like, how much did they make? From what I read... You said $10 million profit. They were making $10 million profit. But it's different when you consider like it's a player plus cash. So like, yeah, the way you can't do that or whatever. But but listen, I think the the money uh, thing was important because of the, I mean, they didn't because of the transfers, you know, uh, with Ronaldo and the Ligt and stuff. So the money was important. I heard behind the scenes that Cancelo was, I heard he was kind of getting into it with Juve management. Um, I heard the same. I heard. I heard he was maybe they were blaming talking. him. Well, I, they did blame him for the, for the loss. For the definitely the first goal, the first goal in Ajax when uh, what's David Neres? Yeah. When he scored that goal, he kind of went inside and out on Cancelo and scored. And since then, honestly, Cancelo's season like nose nose dived. <laughs> um, so I, I heard they were blamed for that. I think behind the scenes too. I heard he was talking a little bit of shit about management. There was questions about his like uh, morale and wanting to be there in terms of his intensity and stuff in training. <laughs> I think that was all fabricated though because they wanted because they wanted to paint a picture that they wanted to get rid of the, this lazy player quote unquote. Yeah, I don't believe that. I mean, I don't believe it either. But I think for a team that like 
at for a team that like prioritizes defensive play, I think just Cancelo was a scapegoat. Um, but that's why, like, Sadi going forward, like that's his thing. Like he loves attacking play, and and Cancelo offers play, that. that but I think he likes defensive responsibility at the same time. I agree as well. Just, I mean, Danilo's not the link up uh, would have been. Danilo is still a ball playing right back. He's not like a. No, no, he is. He's not like whatever a center back being put out wide just yeah. to try to cope. He, he, listen, he still could do the job. But we went from someone who I believe is gonna be the best right back in the world within two years tops to I, someone who will never be close in that conversation. I think he's already, he's already there. Personally, like at least top two right now, anyways. Well, yeah, I mean, if it depends how you how you're rating Carvajal now. Yeah, I still think Carvajal earns enough. Anyways, that's uh, that's something else. But um, I, I'm willing to, to to see how this pans out. Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's an interesting deal, and uh, which you know that puts us to our next team, basically. Man, shitty. Yeah. So Cancelo, um, he'll he'll work well with Guardiola. Obviously, another um, another manager that prefers um, people players that are comfortable on the ball, uh, which Cancelo is very technical, technically gifted. So no problems. Um, I'm wondering how much he'll play, considering Kyle Walker is. That's true. The probably one, but probably he's gonna have to fight like tooth and nail for that position. Probably more of a squad player. But either way. I mean, we know the amount of... Right now, I think so. We know the amount of competitions Man City are in and will continue to be in. Like, they're going to make the final in almost every competition. So, yeah. <laughs> he will have time. It's just a question if he takes his chances. And then, it can make or break his career. Because you go to a team like that, who who's stacked. Who knows? Yeah, you could drop off. And, uh, like, uh, get forgotten. So many. Them. So many players have gone that route. So, we'll see. The, the thing I, I do think is because um, I know, like, uh, Kyle Walker has played right center back... Uh, for England in a three, and he he was played there a couple times last season as a right center back, um, in a like a four oh, defenseman. He could do the job. So yeah. I think maybe going forward, that's what he's, because Guardiola likes to do that. He likes to, you know, change people's positions. Uh, we saw it at Barca, uh, Mascherano. He, he he was changed from defensive midfield to a center back. Javi Martinez at. At Bayern was also changed from a defensive midfielder. Um, we saw even Fernandinho played a, a couple times in, in center back uh, yeah. last season. So who knows? It could be that Cancelo and Kyle Walker start. Um, I yeah. think he's too good to be like just Kyle on Walker. the bench. Both. Oh, oh Cancelo. Yeah, yeah, I think they're both too good to not use. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's listen. It's um, embarrassment of riches. <laughs> so, uh, so that's a whole different thing. But uh, so another signing they made. Uh, we have a perfect replacement for Fernandinho. Yeah, uh, Rodri from Atletico Madrid, big bucks as well. Perfect um, signing though. Yeah, it fits into their their mold of uh, possession based. Uh, it just completes their it doesn't start, but like it just makes them that, just that much fearful, fearsome. Both. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, rest for and we know how much they struggled with Fernando, you know, not on the lineup last year, and now when you're putting someone who's. Pretty much a Just direct replacement, you know. Yeah, I mean, different, a little bit different skill sets. Probably more technical. Yeah, uh, less uh, less uh, defensive. Less like yeah, like tank. Yeah. Um, less of a breaker of chains. breaker of legs. No, we're not talking about the mother of dragons here. Um, and he he he's got a, an eye for a pass, and he he's technical on the ball. Uh, I saw uh, the first two games. Uh, 
that he played and he, he didn't seem out of place at all. He seemed a bit, uh, you know, a bit slow maybe with the intensity of the Premier League, but, you know, I'm sure he's going to adjust quite well. And uh, Man City, that's why they're, they're going to be a shoe-in for pretty much all competitions. Every competition. Yeah. All of the comps. Um, every one of the comps. Every one of the comps. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it for Man City. I mean, short and sweet, uh, not too, too much going on. I mean, it's hard to uh, make that team better, but they did. Um, so, let's go to Man U. Um, so, fairly, eh, I was going to say fairly good big summer. signings, defensively. Fairly, fairly good summer. Um, I think perfect signings. Uh, defensively, very efficient. yes. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if you look at their team, though, they were top-heavy. Um, not that it was working, but, like, on paper, at least, they're a much more attacking team on paper, which is not the way they play. But, I mean, if you look up front, it was Rashford, Martial. I mean, Lukaku's Lukaku, gone. Lukaku, yeah. But, like, there's a lot more attacking flair going up. Uh, Mata. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, it starts to get shaky now that I think about it. So, you said Mata, and I kind of just quivered. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I mean, let's start. I mean, we... Maguire coming in, I mean, it's a lot of money. People are going to make fun of the transfer fee. But if you compare it to what center backs are going for, what top quality center backs are going for, it starts to make more sense. I mean, in this era of inflation, of inflationary prices, I mean, how much would Van Dyke be bought for? Oh, twice, twice saw that. Delict was twice that. The for. fact that Delict is less than Maguire, I think Maguire is... I mean, that could be a question, a question of leagues, a question of... Oh, uh, yeah. It is. Uh, the English market is always is always inflated. And plus, the English market sold to the English market. Yeah, uh, so that's they're gonna ridiculous. Play, they're going to be playing Leicester. I agree. Um, like, I, I was seeing a couple of transfer fees being waved around uh, in England, and, like, Sheffield United was paying $20 million for a centre-back out of the championship. I'm like, okay, well, I guess it kind of makes sense that they paid $80 million for Maguire. He will improve that defence. Um, correction. He has improved that defense. He has improved that defense. <laughs> this is being recorded after match week one, where we could say, like, I'm confident even saying after one game, it's money well spent. He's going to do wonders to the defense, especially with a Lindelof that finally looks settled. He looks like he's ready to t take this role as a starting center back for Manchester. I think it's going to be a great partnership. They have very different um, styles, so they'll be complementary in that regard. I mean, Maguire was amazing against Chelsea. Still wasn't perfect defensively. It's match one, but he was good. I mean, commanding. It's a ball-playing center back, to a lower extent of the word. Very strong. He's he's going to be an aerial threat going forward. Uh, I think he'll command that back line very well. I think it's a great signing. What he confidence. The thing is solidifies the back line. He gets caught out. What I've noticed on the past games, he gets caught out. He he likes to to press high up and. You send a long ball over him, and he, he gets caught up too I mean, high up on the pitch, and he's pretty pretty slow. Well, yeah, you know, but a, that's where I'm hoping Lindelof can, yeah. obviously a bit more pacey, can, can make up for it. Um, listen, it's still to be seen. I'm just talking as a match week one. No, as I, a Man U fan, sure. I mean, I'm happy. This solidifies a defense, a very shaky defense that we've had in recent years. I mean, I think this could actually be a very good partnership. We'll see how it plays out. This could be a staple that we haven't seen since Vidic and Ferdinand. Yeah, that's a big uh, comparison. We shall see. We shall Lindelof see. did do well last season after the first shaky year. Um, Maguire is definitely their best center back. He's ready for um, a top club. He's ready yeah, for this spotlight. I, it was, He's mature. It was a good move, I think, for both sides. A great World Cup. Um, 
So yeah, I'm happy. Moving on with the defense, we have uh, a replacement for Ashley Young. Uh, well, I mean, depending where Young plays. Yes, but... because I'm just glad I don't have to see Ashley Young playing at fullback, or at least, you know, I don't starting. Think, at I don't think he's fullback. that bad. No, it's just he's not a fullback. Uh, he's Juan not a Basaka. fullback. But I mean, uh, Valencia wasn't a fullback either. I know, which even that was was surprising at first, and then that worked out. And I thought, to a certain extent, Young did too. I mean, he, he's still technically their captain when he, when he did, will come on. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Bisaka, I'll be honest, I never heard of him. And then I, I saw this yeah. highlight reel from preseason of him just going into every tackle like his life depended on it and winning every tackle. It, I, I was blown away. He's already my probably my second favorite player on, on, <laughs> on the team. He's, the guy's incredible, actually. Like he's, I, I watched him, like it was his first season last year. He played like 35 games. The guy is incredible defensively. Um, I think already he's uh, he's already in like um, in the running for like top five right backs for me in the world. Uh, the guy because when we think about right backs, we think of that guy who's pacey that's going to play well on FIFA. But if you think about someone who's defensively responsible, no, we don't he, give well, him that's it. Like that. uh, the guy loves to defend. He'll make tackles and win them almost every single time. There's a stat against the top uh, top six teams last year. He completed almost every single one of his tackles. It was like seven, seven uh, out of seven against Arsenal, six out of seven against Liverpool, and uh, so yeah. I mean, he's he, yeah. Perfect, how much could perfect. he get? Like, how much was he able to get forward though with Palace? Like, no, that's it. Like, he's not an offensive threat, but I understand because Palace, you know, you want to defend. You know, you. It makes sense. So into it now, obviously going to a bigger club, Man U. I mean, it's still a team that doesn't like to play with the ball. They rather counter. Yeah. But a against smaller pace like that, yeah, uh, you know he's got he's uh, got the pace. But obviously against bigger clubs, like they will have the ball. Let's say so. Like, will he be able to play that offensive style where he's mostly in the other team's half? That we'll have to see. We'll see. Uh, but I think even that uh, astute signing, very good and, signing. Uh, and then just to wrap up the signings, then we'll move on to uh, to James, Arant, who scored, uh, scored in his debut seven minutes in against Chelsea. Um, a Welshman, right? Welsh, Welsh winger. Last time they had one of those, you know. Ryan Giggs. Mm. Not a bad player. No. Um, Austin Powers chest hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's looks, also he looks. Uh, he, he's young. Uh, he was at Swansea last year. I saw that one highlight. Uh, Pace. Yeah, and he loves to hug the, the touchline. That's, uh, that's what he does. And he... He just—he's a dog. He looks like a dogged player. He just runs uh, up and down the wings, and I think that's good too. I think though, they, the fact that they he holds him, onto the wing. Yeah, for sure. That's that's what I kind of miss from Manu. Is their is their you know their they four four the, two play with the wingers the bombing wingers. Because especially when you have guys like let's say like uh, Lingard, Martial, Mata, Rashford, if he plays in the left, all those people like cutting. Love in. to cut in. Yeah, that's it. They will only cut in. I mean. They won't whip in crosses. Like, they don't want to. That's not their thing. So if he could stay on the touchline, give them that width, you know, stretch the defense, allow for more creative players to go through the middle, it could be interesting. Listen, we're saying this. He's probably not going to be on that team much to be able to do this. He'll be coming off the bench. No, but you, you'll see him part. in cup games uh, and will obviously uh, probably he'll feature against. Future. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does in the Premier League. Aren't yeah, we all? That's for sure. So that's it. I mean, it was a good window for Man U. Uh, Lukaku going out, which we'll touch upon after. Um, listen, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, I just think big, big uh, pressure on uh, to deliver this season. 
I think he will. Um, I think honestly, he's, uh, he's got to step up. He he did already. Um, I like him. I I think, depending how things go, there's a chance that he joins, Obama Yang, Aguero, and Kane, and and to, and Salah to compete for the Golden Boot. I, I'm not saying he's gonna win it, but I think you'll see him on the top five leaderboard. Like I I think he'll be up there. I think he's right there. I think he he's definitely got the ability to do so. Uh, he's, you know. Uh, he knows how to strike a ball. Uh, I haven't seen a guy who could do that in a long time. I mean, he's a he's uh, an African Ronaldo. He's an African American American. He's a, you know what I mean. He's a he's a dark Ronaldo. Like uh, every time yeah. I see him on the ball, that that lengthy, skinny. He plays upright, tall. You know, like yeah, a, the I love long the way legs. I love the way he he strikes it. Uh, and and his talent. Good, great, great technique. Um, free kicks and penalties. Uh, he's he could take a player on. He shoots from from. Long distance, uh, you know. The confidence, too. The way he takes a penalty, like, uh, the way he took that penalty in Paris against PSG last year was, was I got goosebumps after. Like, uh, the fact I like the team aside, like, for a I young kid I to do that. I think I see your hair standing up right now. <laughs> for, the little amount you have. It's been like that since April, whenever that game was. Because for, for a kid to do that, like, at the biggest stage like that, it was crazy. Um, and then the way he struck it against Kepa this weekend was... Uh, with the, just as much emphasis, I like him. I think it's going to be great. Um, not even a signing, but the, maybe a, a maturing, a, a pubescent lad. Um, <laughs> moving on. We'll go to Arsenal now. To my team. So, moving to North London. Um, this one you're actually very excited about. So, tell me about this French lad. Pepe. Another, another, French, another French winger. It's, in, in uh, yeah. At Arsenal. It's, uh, it's great to see. Um Saw him for 20 minutes against Newcastle. Drilled past two guys. That was about the extent I saw. Uh, yeah, he's not, fine, you know. I mean, uh, they, they pretty much didn't do anything after we, we took the lead. Anyways, um, last year I was I had seen a couple of his games, and, but mainly highlights. And uh, uh, he looks like a fantastic signing. I know it's a lot of money, so obviously uh, never big expectations. Money, so well, it's not that. It's just, you know, uh, if it doesn't work out, obviously. Uh, but uh, I think uh, it's something we're missing. Somebody, a dribbler who can, you know, take on the defenseman and uh, who's also got an eye for goal. Um, I can't believe I never heard of him. Never I mean, even crossed uh, my mind. Like, <laughs> I've never seen this guy. never heard of him. I mean, when you told me Pepe sent for Arsenal, yeah, I you got thought, so excited. You thought the 36-year-old... Uh, Best centre-back in the world. Back. Portuguese centre-back. Yes, I thought it was him. Um, um, but this guy, I mean, listen, we'll see how it goes. I mean... I'm excited by him. Do you know who the last winger to come from Lille to the Premier League was? Well, I mean, there was Hazard. But also, before that, there was Gervinho, which I don't want that to turn out the way it did. Okay. So... But, also Ivorian. But to be um, fair, I did say the last one. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm and we know saying. how well that worked out. Yeah, that that worked out quite well. In the same city. So, um, so, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, how he links up. Uh, and he, he, he's he got that technique on his left foot that it's just... Uh, he, it's going to liven he, he them He bends up. it in the corner and he barely has any back lift. It's, it's quite beautiful to see. I think he's going to liven up at watching Arsenal and them just going forward, a little bit more creativity. Yeah. I think going forward, man, like they, they, it's going to be some, fast. Yeah. Uh, if they get like, well, we saw this weekend in terms of the counterattack. I mean, that was so quick, you know. Um, so we'll see. I, I mean, I'm mean, super excited. I mean, a, a dribbler like that is definitely something that captivates people. Um, and it just brings something, it just brings a different threat. 
that let's say like who are we talking about like Mkhitaryan Oof. who else on the wing like, who, well Reese Nelson a okay. young kid yeah. but uh, yeah. but I'm just saying that flair that Arsenal mean, doesn't really have yeah that's it there's no one to, to take people on Mkhitaryan I mean Aubameyang will do it with speed yeah he's not a dribbler uh, Ozil's not a dribbler Mkhitaryan's not a dribbler none of them are really dribblers we don't Obi's really gone. have yeah who was on. the only one who was really you know with, but you know I would love a dribbler who would have end product and he never really did so I think um, oh, this is fascinating. This is definitely this is definitely one to to look out for. Um, Other additions, David Luiz. I just want to talk about fast. Um, I mean, Koscielny's gone. Um, so we have like a direct replacement, pretty much, um, more or less the same age. He brings something that we don't have in the back, which is a a leader. The and somebody who's center. won trophies a, a in leader, England. A winner know? and a ball-moving centre-back. Definitely yeah. a winner, though. I mean, we, we were talking about it the other day off-air, and it was the trophies he's won. Like, it's actually pretty crazy. It's going to be like... Champions League, Europa League, you know, league titles. Uh, Cup titles. Uh, he, he has that experience. Pretty much won it all, especially... Yeah. Except for the international stage. But, like, he brings a lot to Arsenal. Who Who's Arsenal's best centre-back? Right Bar, uh, besides him, well, no, no, no. Who's Who's Arsenal's best center back? Uh, Socrates, who I think is a good defenseman. It's just uh, you know sometimes uh, quite uh, so even quite with, rash. Even with David Luiz in the team, Socrates is the best center back oh, Arsenal. It's hard to say because David Luiz has his moments of you know stupidity, of course, but he also um, has his moments of being a top player. But I think like, I think yeah, I, decade, I, I think so. probably he'll be the the best center back uh, right now. Plus, he could play the ball out of the back. Yeah, something, ease. and you know, you bomb those long balls forward to Pepe. He'll again just latch on. It's them. an additional something threat else. that Arsenal didn't have in the past. Different, uh, different so, dynamic. Yeah, listen, I I think it's huge for a transfer that like came out of nowhere. Oh, it was deadline. Pretty much deadline day. Yeah. But eight million nowhere? seems like good business to me. Like unless you're in, unless you're in the loop. I mean, even that, it's a random transfer. I mean, I wasn't paying attention. This transfer hit me like a truck. Like I had no idea. Like I didn't see anything. I mean, did you hear any rumors or? Was... I heard it only the day before. I knew we were, we were in the market for so one. So we're talking twenty four to forty eight hours. So, yeah, this came much. out of nowhere. I mean, everyone knew they were in the market for a center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know we had we had uh, from Leipzig. Uh, Upamecano and uh, Rugani, we wanted on loan. That whatever didn't work out. I, I think this is kind of a smart move. Um, anyways, moving on to their other signings, uh, Ceballos on loan, another technical uh, midfielder. Seems like a pretty good addition. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see uh, how he how he links up with the rest of the midfielders. Um, I'm curious to see where exactly he'll play in the midfield. I don't know if he'll take up that number ten role. Is there uh, a, is there an option to buy on this loan? Or? I don't think so. Okay. Um, but I think there was like a gentleman's agreement with Madrid that yeah. if if yeah, like they had like the first. I've never trusted Spaniard once. Yeah, in I mean, anyways, <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, Kieran Tierney, uh, prospect from Celtic. Uh, he loves defending and he loves going forward. He looks like a proper uh, old-school type defenseman. You know, I, I saw his interview and I saw his training and he just looked like he just wanted to play. And so he, He's like solid, a solid player who can defend, who can cross, uh, who's pretty good on the ball and, you know, two-footed as well. I think 
better than Kolasinac. Monreal, he doesn't have any more Oh, you pace. think he's starting? He's starting? Kieran Tierney? Yeah. When he gets fit, yes. So good, because he's, so good transfer then? Yeah, I man. think good transfer. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Uh, moving on to their London Sorry. rivals. All right, so moving on to the North London rivals. Spurs. So... They signed a big player. signing. They signed some yeah. players. After 18 months, they finally signed someone. Ndombele from, uh, from Lyon, their uh, record transfer, who um, honestly I think it's fantastic business. Uh, a guy who can drive with the ball, who, who's got end product, who can dribble, who can pass. Uh, who's got good link-up play, who's strong. Who scores who, goals. You know, he, he's made for the Premier League. I think it's fantastic business for them. Scored a big equalizer this weekend, too. Yeah. So yeah. he's got that finishing touch. Nice goal. Well and, taken. Um, I think we You know, I, I'm a bit jealous because it's Spurs. But uh, I think this guy will light up the Premier League. I really do. I like and, that uh, shit And he's still, uh, he's still pretty young. I mean, he's 21, 22 years old. Uh, you know, younger than us, so uh, he's still a kid. Yeah. Uh, other than that, Giovanni Lo Celso on loan from uh, Real Betis. Uh, attacking midfielder, deep line playmaker. He, he scored quite a few goals last year at Betis. Um, he was on loan from PSG. Uh, we'll see how that goes on. Uh, I'm not sure what their formation is going to be like with or who's going to be starting with who. You know, they have quite a few uh, attacking midfielders. Eriksen, Ali, Mura, um, yeah, Son. Yeah, who knows how they play. I mean, uh, well, not Sissoko, but I mean, Ndombele is, is more of a box-to-box. But still, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, other than that, they, sold, um, they signed Cessignon from uh, Fulham, who uh, I guess is more of a long-term replacement for Danny Rose if he ever leaves. Uh, he can play left back, left wing back, left mid, left winger. Uh, he's quite pacey, uh, quite good defensively, and quite good going forward. Um, yeah, so I think a pretty good, pretty good uh, window for them. Um, yeah, obviously uh, no replacement for Kane if he ever gets injured again. I mean that's the big liability I see with Spurs. I mean obviously still reliant on Kane, but I mean when he did go out. Didn't go, it didn't really fall apart for them. I mean, they they secured third place. They had yeah. a big they had a big advantage going into that. But they also made Champions League final without him. So, I mean, they did they took out Man City without him, right? So, uh, and they won. So, uh, good for them. Um, they're not rusty in the transfer market, considering how they haven't participated in recent <laughs> windows. So, uh, so yeah, did the good surprising, uh, good surprising window for them. Um, and then just to wrap up the Premier League, I guess we'll stay in London. Um, so Chelsea, uh, basically one signing. It's uh, the young American Christian Pulisic um, from Dortmund. Now, I think we have conflicting views on, on him. I Actually, no, scratch that. I don't have much of an opinion on him. <laughs> I, I mean, I think he's obviously a talented kid. Yeah, I, I think um, technically very good dribbler. I, I think the Americans hype him. I think those that don't like America un- overhype him, um, overrate him. Underrate know. him? 
Yeah, but not in the sense that he's underrated. Like, overrate him in the sense that like, he's overrated. Oh, oh okay. So they underrate him that he's overrated. Okay, I see what you're doing there. So, yeah, for all of you who haven't gone cross-eyed and are still with us, <laughs> um, the, the big problem I see here is that no matter what, he's he is going to be mentally compared to, to Hazard all the time, who is, like, a like-for-like... Well, that's not even true because you can't replace Hazard, but, like, he's in that position. He's in the same figure, almost. He's like going to be com- compared uh, regardless. He, it's a forced comparison. Yeah. It's like Ronaldo leaving Man U with Nani, a Portuguese winger. It, it's always tough. It's always going to be hard. But uh, when it was from the best, I mean... He, Big shoes to fill. That's but the sure. kid's got some cojones, though. I mean, he he's taken America... Like, he's taken... America. He's taken uh, the U.S soccer like by stride I mean, he's put that team on there on his back he's versatile so we're talking left right or up the middle cam as a cam well, yeah. so like yeah. he'll be listen it's addition i don't know if he's really fit for the premier league in terms of that in intensity and physicality but we'll see uh, definitely quick feet. i mean uh, takes people the bundesliga off. is i mean it's quite physical and he you know he he did all right there it's just it, for me it's the end product um i'm wondering is he much of a goal threat? Uh, I think he's more of a creator than he is a, a scorer. I think so too, but I think he's got it in him. I, I, I'm actually excited to learn more about him because I don't know, and, and I want to make up my mind for myself if he's underrated or overrated. Or if he's just 20 effing years old, playing for <laughs> Chelsea, playing for Dortmund, starring for the States. Maybe we're just borderline jealous. Yeah, maybe he's just living the dream, and that's, that's what it. I want to do. But, you know, can't. That's it. So, um, I mean, that's it for England. We're not going to go too much into it. Um, I think that's that's enough in terms of that. And then moving on, there's a huge signing that we have to go back to La Liga to discuss. Um, well, actually two, because I was thinking of one and another one jumped up on the page. So moving on to Madrid, um, two big signings coming into the city. Wally, pick one Madrid-based team and we'll get into it. Uh, I'm going to start with Atletico. Sure. So Eden Hazard went to Real Madrid. Alrighty then. Um, so my opinion means nothing. So apparently. obviously this move has been uh, windows coming. It finally did. It, it actually it, it it didn't go as sour as the um, the Bale one, but it, it brought back a lot of memories in terms of like Tottenham like clinging clinging on to Bale. No, it, it was it was a uh, just a lengthy window. It was nicely done. Like he said bye to the fans. He did it the right way. So, sort of bail, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, that English club not wanting to let their, t- let their player yeah, go. Yeah, it wasn't you know? dragged out as much. Not as much as Bale. But, uh, I mean, Ronaldo gave him one more season before he went to Madrid, too. I mean, this happened. So, uh, anyways, he's there. Um, what number did he take? Seven. seven. He so, just got number seven. Yeah, so Mariano. <laughs> I guess he lost his number. I don't even know if he's still there. I mean, you're going to ask anyone who was the first number seven yeah. after Ronaldo. Okay. It's going to be Eden Hazard, everyone says. I mean, no one remembers... This uh, this middle man, this middle child. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously, number seven in Madrid, that's big responsibilities. Uh, he's used to that. I think he's going to he's gonna do quite well. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I yeah, mean, there's, there's not much to say about this one. It's Eden Hazard in Madrid. It's, it's going to go well. How well is it going to go? We don't know. I think uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the link of play with Benzema up front. Um, you know, he scores goals, he creates goals, he dribbles past people. Old Frenchman. Uh, well, you know, well, I mean, language, French speaking, both French speaking. <laughs> get your get your nationalities right there, Stove. No, I mean, take a geography course or something. I'm well aware. Um, oh, for all you know, he speaks Flemish. Anyways, another attacking signing, Luka Jovic. Just quick, um, you know, big money move. Um, don't think he'll really take over from Benzema. 
Especially after Benzema's uh, season. I mean, yeah. Madrid had a terrible season, best season, but Benzema had his best season. Which is interesting, considering how Madrid had their worst season and Benzema had their best, his best season. I think it was quite you know, ironic. Just, just Ronaldo, you know, being in that shadow. Uh, he, yeah, just, he, he, was, he blossomed, but it didn't help the team. I mean, Benzema, I mean, he, he had his best season, but Madrid had their worst season. They, they, they stunk. So, I mean, his contribution... Yeah, well, I, I think that's more... Defensively, uh, but it doesn't issues. matter. When Ronaldo was firing, Madrid were winning. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I think. I I just think Madrid was was going towards their even them. They're going towards their end of their cycle uh, in terms of being that dominant in Europe. Uh, no, obviously it goes in trends. I'm just saying if Benzema scores a goal when it's three one to make yeah. it four one, yeah. it doesn't change. No, I, I, of course. Uh, if you're breaking the deadlock in a goals, game, it's a different story. Yeah, I guess he just didn't score enough of the big goals at the right know, time. Uh, yeah, but it's okay. Uh, other notable signings: we have uh, Mendy joining Madrid, and uh, who's the last one? And uh, Eder Militao from Porto, big money center back slash right back. So these are gonna be rotation um, players. Yeah, most likely. Well, Men- yeah, Mendy as well. I think a long term replacement for um, Marcelo. Um, this guy is actually quite good. I've seen a, a bit about uh, a bit on him. Uh, very two-footed, good dribbler, good crosser, can score goals, uh, and he's pacey as well. Um, moving on to their, you know, rivals. crossed-on rivals. Yes. One of the biggest transfers for me uh, for the summer, Joao Felix, your compatriot. Yeah, Joao Felix, I, I mean, I didn't know anything about him up until his hat-trick against Frankfurt in... Europa League. Yeah. Um, so that was my first introduction to Joao Felix. And then the first game I watched of him live was the semifinal of the Nations League uh, against Switzerland, where he started up front with Ronaldo um, for Portugal. He came off fairly early in the second half. Very uneventful game for him. So I didn't think much to, of it. Then I see the money he went for. To well, yeah, I think they, were, they paid his release clause 126 million euros so, or something. So... Pretty ridiculous for that age and that type of player, but I mean, wow! Like he's not that I judged him. But this preseason has been uh, pretty incredible. It's been. He I know it's for, He couldn't have asked for a better start. I mean, I, I'm excited as as a, a fellow Portuguese and a Portuguese national team fan. I'm excited what he's going to bring. He's going to carry that torch over from Ronaldo when he decides to stop uh, being the best. Um, I mean, let's just say, I mean, that brace against Juventus was insane the two goals he scored showed immense confidence didn't take a touch on either one of those volleys obviously you can't touch a volley you can't take a touch on a volley but uh but yeah um i mean wow what can i say wow uh and then the game i, I think it's perfect Real too perfect yeah. as well like he 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 compliments um he compliments costa very nicely i mean costa you know that uh Hard-working uh, striker up front who... Uh, it's kind of the same relationship yeah, with, with Yeah, kind of with Griezmann. You so, know, uh, kind of like to like. He, he's that second striker who's going to, you know... Uh, he'll come in late, but he'll, people. he'll dribble. He could definitely score. He's got the, I mean, I didn't think he had that finishing touch. He does. And he could set up uh, in the uh, the Madrid... You know, not classical, but Madrid derby there. He did quite well. A few assists. I believe he got a goal as well. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, I mean, he destroyed their La Liga rivals, and then he destroyed probably their Champions League uh, rivals in Juventus. So, great start for him. I uh, wish him all the best. Uh, another signing for Atletico. Kieran Trippier um, from Spurs. 
you know, they lost uh, Juan Fran. They lost Juan Fran? Yeah, yeah. He, I think he was released. Um, or, like, he went on a free transfer. Uh, oh. I'm not sure where, actually. I think somewhere in Brazil. You know, after yeah. the Champions League final in Milan, when uh, when Real beat Atletico in shootout this time, the second final oh, in three years. Oh, is he the one who hit the post? Juan Fran hit the post as the fifth penalty taker. Ronaldo stepped up, the other fifth penalty taker, and scored for the win. Juan Fran said after the game that he owes... Uh, he owes Atletico fans a Champions League. And now I, I just was informed that he left, so <laughs> he's a liar. <laughs> well, so, it's about time. His hairline is not getting any better. No, his um, hairline left before he did. So Yeah, so his replacement, Kieran Trippier. Uh, I mean... Good replacement. Well, international. the only thing I really like about him is he's a very good crosser. Other than that, I have no opinion about him. He's overrated. Um... We'll see how he takes up in, in Spain, uh, you know, another Englishman that you don't see too much who moves abroad like that. Um, could do well. Um, we'll see. Will do well. Have confidence while we're... Well, experts player. Don't uh, care too much about them. Well, that's, uh, that's your unbiased opinion sponsored by Wally. That's true. Uh, okay, so there's just one other team I really want to mention. Um, and that's not PSG because they didn't really do anything in the window. I mean, the biggest news coming out of PSG is the Neymar saga, which I don't even have the energy to go into. No, because uh, one minute he's going to leave for Barca, the next minute he's going to leave for Inter, this the next minute he's going to leave for Juve, then at Madrid, I don't know, uh, whatever. This situation you know? just goes to show you that where there's smoke, there's not fire. There's just a man lighting up a cig. Or a doobie. You never know. And Neymar, you know, um, uh, he just seems so entitled. Uh, I don't really like him as a person. As a player, fantastic. But, uh, you know, just see out your contract or, you know, make a decision earlier and not I mean, try going, to going back to Barca drag this on. Just yeah, that's, you know, you want to get out of Messi's shadow You're only gonna... to be overtaken by Mbappe. Like, you're going to call right back uh, into a it. Big crybaby. Bitch boy. So apparently you see our opinions on <laughs> Neymar over here. They um, did sign a very good defensive midfielder from Everton. Yeah, Idrissa Gay, who uh, he's been linked with them for the past couple seasons. I think it's smart business. Solidifies uh, the midfield, good addition. Yeah. Uh, other I mean, than that... I mean, I love Varati, but I mean, he, he can't compete with the physicality that he's going to bring. No, the, the, well, this guy is apparently the... He completed the most tackles uh, in the top five leagues, I think, last season. So that's going to be a crazy um, midfield, actually, if he partners Verratti in like a four-two-three-one. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I I don't know if Marquinhos is going to continue playing uh, midfield. No. Um, other oh, than can. that, uh, Kimpembe, right? Yeah, and they also signed another center back, Abdul Diallo from Dortmund. Well, actually, he went to Sevilla and then he was transferred automatically to, to PSG. So. So he's rated highly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how exactly that works, but anyways. He actually is uh, very highly rated. Um, moving on. I mean, yeah, the, the next team I want to go to, the, the last team that I just want to speak a bit about, and then we're just going to run through some, some transfers. Uh, we'll go to Italy. We'll go to the city of Milan. And um, there's only one team that's not, relevant. Not AC Milan. Definitely not. Because, you know, forgettable transfer window so far. Bo- forgettable, forgetful, forgettable years. Yeah, it's been a... Turmoil since uh, you know Ibra and uh, and Thiago Silva left and Pirlo. I mean, Pirlo. Uh, I mean, it's just been downhill from there. Uh, That's enough about that. Yeah, I'm getting depressed. 
So we're going to talk about Inter. I mean, three big acquisitions. You have Goldin coming. Tran on a free transfer. Fantastic signing. His time was done as Atletico. He's going to join Inter, rejuvenated. I think it's going to be... Well, not rejuvenated, because he is like 32. Well, yeah, but his spirit. <laughs> oh, his a, spirit. A new club. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you Fair think enough. rejuvenated means? Well, you know. <laughs> well, you don't know then. So he will join. He will. I mean, I, I think he's going to be... I mean, he's solid. I mean, he... Oh, no, no. He, he's, he's... He is what he is. And oh, center one backs, of the best center backs in the Center world. backs don't matter. Age doesn't matter for center backs. No, so no, that's, that's it. I mean, anyways. Uh, up front, they strengthened with Lukaku. I actually think that Lukaku is going to have a great Tear season. that shit up. I think he's going to be very good. I think his strength is going to be something that Serie A defenders aren't accustomed to, per se. Um, and let's not forget, he is fast for his size. Uh, he had a weight fluctuation. You know, I was reading that it was actually pretty interesting in terms of his weight that he gained weight that Manu on purpose. He ended up gaining too much weight, so he could. So leave. that threw him off. Oh, now he's he's that why losing his touch weight. Was, you know, not the worst, but it wasn't the best either. Well, that's what. But, but man, the summer before, <laughs> those, those in the semifinal against Brazil for Belgium, I could not be more impressed with with Lukaku. I mean, he he, he played a great, as a winger he had a that great, night. Uh, World Cup. Like he he as a striker who drifted out to the right and carried the ball. I I've never seen his most powerful performance I've seen. Uh, in I I really like Lukaku actually. I mean, he's got everything for a striker, strong. And when he's in confidence, yeah, he's a great well, striker. Right. He's a guy that kind of falls out of form, and like he'll he'll take him a bit to get into it. But no, I think he's going to be a great, great addition. He'll he'll get Inter Icardi drama. Um, and yeah, Icardi's got to go. He took his number nine jersey first of all. So there you go. Um, I think it's I'm, a it's a great passing of the yeah. torch in a very forced way, but it's good. And the third signing, which is um, which is Antonio Conte coming to Inter, so back in Italy coaching. Uh, Back where you belongs. I mean, yeah, it just. I mean, we don't. Have, I mean, we both. If you listen to our previous episode, where we talk about our predictions for Pen, uh, Premier League and Serie A. We both have Inter second and challenging, challenging for the title. And I think because of Conte, especially because of Conte, um, and yeah. because of the, the this trio we mentioned. But I think Conte is really going to come in and 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 fix the squad, fix their their attitude, um, implement a system that works, implement a system that he's familiar with. Um, we I think we we uh, we assume three at the back. No, I, it's got to be three at the back. So, I'm not sure if he's gonna do three five two or three four three, but uh, I think uh, either way it's gonna work. I think it'll work. Their, their defense is actually quite incredible. You have Skriniar, Goldin, and uh, Divrai. Right there, that's your starting center backs. Plus um, a great, great goalkeeper. Yeah, very underrated. Handanovic, uh, yeah, the, one of the best shot stoppers I think in the world. The guy, his reflexes are actually incredible, and he's he's you know he's not young either, but um, yeah, again, not, great great doesn't, signings. Doesn't matter too too much. Um, so now we're just gonna run through a few other ones. I mean, we'll we'll take the train to Germany quickly. Uh, Wally, do you mind reading off so the Dortmund and Bayern signings? Yeah. So Dortmund, um, Hummels. Hummels is their, their big center back signing. He's coming back. You know, now I can wear my Hummels jersey again. Um, not the only th hazard on the move. No, no. His brother, Thorgan, um, he's off to. Uh, he came in uh, as well as Julian Brandt um, from Munching Gladbach and Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, pretty low fees for guys who are, you know, uh, quite creative midfielders and. Uh, Quite highly rated. 
Is let me ask you a question, Wiley. Is this enough to even challenge Bayern for the Bundesliga? Uh, they, they, they. So that's basically they, a long way of saying no. <laughs> I. Very. I mean, nice. they did. They did incredibly well at the beginning of last season. Yeah. And you know they blew uh, it. Yeah, they, they 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 just lost. I don't know what happened. I think the fact that they prioritized Champions League. And they played players in a cup competition that they shouldn't have. They got injuries in that and game. And lost to Spurs. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they'll be the, the challengers, obviously, in Germany. But, uh, yeah, on. that's about it for, for Dortmund. Off to their, you know... Their so now we're going to discuss the 2019-2020 Bundesliga champions, Bayern Munich. Who did they bring in? <laughs> so, um, pretty defensive signings. Pavard. From Stuttgart, I believe they already had a deal in place as of last year. Everybody remembers that volley he scored against Argentina. Um, yeah, so the World Cup. He plays at right back, also center back, so it's kind of perfect for Bayern, who they tend to do that quite often. Not the only French fullback. Theo Hernandez as well from Atletico. Um, also left back slash center back. He's good defensively, he's good in the air, good passer, pacey. Um, solidifies their defense even more. I mean, they lost Hummel, so do, pretty much a direct replacement, I think. Do Hernandez and Pavar start in front of Alaba and No, Kimmich? because I believe uh, their defense is going to be Nicolas Sule and it's going to be Hernandez playing center back. Alaba to the left, and I think right now... Oh, with Hummel's Actually, yeah. Kimmich might go back into midfield and maybe Pavar on the, le- on the right. Very nice. Um, so, and as of today, August thirteen, we have Ivan Ivan Perisic Ivan Perisic joining Bayern Munich on loan from Inter. Not quite option, sure the details. Option to buy. Option to buy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those are the details. All I have to do is look to my left. You'll always be there. Yep. That's Wally for you. I'll Just a little touch on him. He does know the you know the German league as well. He's played for Dortmund. He's played for Wolfsburg. So he has I that experience he for Dortmund. Yeah, uh, just before, um, I think he won the title. So, uh, he'll link up nicely with Lewandowski on the left. Uh, that's likely where he's going to play. Yes, he was so, there. Yeah, I was thinking of Lashinkowski, but he's on the right. Yeah, so, yeah. that's exactly. Okay. Wow, he fell off the face of the earth. That's it. Um, <coughs> so, I mean, there's there's literally two other uh, two other teams you want to talk about we thought was worth mentioning briefly. One transfer, especially. In Napoli, in Naples. Who's coming in? Costas Manolas from Roma. Decent um, signing. Decent center back. I mean, they got old center backs. Partners. Um, He's actually gone to Sevilla. So there you go. Or replacement. Replacement for Raul Albiol. Yeah, uh, an upgrade. And he partners Kulibali. Um, Good. He's got a mistake in him every game, I feel. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Probably, yeah, overall, probably good signing for them. Um, so that's it for Naples. We're going to head back to the Premier League for, I mean... Just because... Kind of weird. I know, yeah, I just because this team especially did very good business. Very good business. So we are going to go that. to Liverpool, where we're going to discuss Everton. Absolutely no one. Liverpool signed a healthy ox. An elf, a healthy, a healthy ox. ox. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's it. I mean, Everton, I mean, the reason why I want to talk about them actually is, besides their good business... Uh, good business from Arsenal. So while he was interested, good business yeah. from Juventus that I was interested in. So we'll start with Arsenal. Uh, Alexi will be gone from Arsenal to Everton. Good business for him. I mean, he'll play much more, I feel. And uh, good business for Everton. It's a player who can, you know, uh, dribble. 
has an eye for a pass. A uh, team that a, wants a European spot in 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 the yeah, best case that scenario. Wants, that wants to challenge. They want to challenge. Um, great. I mean, great signing. This one is good. This one I feel good about it for both parties. Actually, I mean, Arsenal. It's a good move for everyone him. involved. Everton, Arsenal, and it will be himself. I think he will be wins, and Everton win most. I think Arsenal. I mean, I don't see why they couldn't keep him. The thing. Well, anyways, I, the thing is, he wasn't going to be playing. Um, Week in, week out, and I guess he just wants if that's to get guaranteed problem, playing time. And I think problem, he will feature centrally for Everton. I think that's where he sees himself as well, more of a central player. Uh, so that works. Yeah. And then the other move coming in from Juventus. Um, Moise Keane. Moise Keane. So, again, super weird. I mean, last season in, in, in Juventus, they they really stressed the fact that this kid is the future. Um he came on and scored on a few different occasions. And I know he, that, that Milan game. He had the, the crowd behind him, the stadium behind him. He had the whole city behind him. The he Yuba had those racist, racist chants uh, He had the, uh, the monumental yeah. moment in uh, Cagliari. Cagliari, yeah. yeah. He had that monumental moment where he stood up to, uh, to racist. I mean, it didn't hurt his brand at all. I mean, it, it blew him up. Everyone knew his name for a guy that came on a few times. Um, scored some goals. Very talented kid. Um, Italian international yeah uh, as well uh, he's got everything that you want as a striker pace power technical ability good finishing Con- good header confidence confidence for his age incredible incredible confidence um, and he's a family kid fa- uh, the story about his mother is definitely yeah. something to look at. that into. was really nice um, super nice kid I don't know why Juventus let him go what, what I I don't mind that there's no buyback clause which is even more, you know, surprising. Uh, oh, the f- if it's about playing week, eight, man, if this was a loan, I would say, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, or at least you know buyback clause. How they let him go for nothing, not for nothing, but without a buyback clause, without you know, it, it just it's criminal. Mind boggling. I, I don't understand what the thinking is there, especially when you have a thirty-four-year-old forward in Ronaldo and a slightly younger two-year-old Mandzukic, who and a might even one-year-old Iguain, who might not even be, who both those names <laughs> might not even be playing there. Yeah. Um, come this season, so uh, so yeah, very very interesting signing for Everton. Very interesting signing for Everton. Um, unfortunately, they didn't want to see him go. Uh, do you remember the fee off the top of your head? I think it was like twenty-seven million something. Not bad there. and pretty decent. So uh, yeah, so yeah. I mean, Wally, unless you have anything more to say, I believe this is um, this these are is... these are the biggest signings of the summer um, so far, of course. Yeah, some uh, leagues are still going. You know, we'll um, keep you updated uh, as they come in. Well, yeah, as August progresses, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you updated. I mean, uh, I have a feeling we're going to... It's not the last time we'll be speaking about Neymar, so... No, definitely not about him. So that's it. I mean, I think um, this was the ones we really had to t- discuss. And uh, without getting too cocky, I think we did a, a pretty good job. Is that good, Wally? I do as well. Yep, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I think these are the guys that are going to make the biggest impact, obviously, for the biggest teams, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think this will wrap up our transfer edition Yeah. So what you, Sock uh, Talk. What you could look for next, I mean, if you want to go backwards, we have our Premier League and Serie A Champions League predictions in our first episode here at Sock Talk. And then moving forwards, we're going to be recording pretty immediately um, the week one weekend review, Premier League review, uh, Serie A, of course, hasn't started yet, but we will be divulging into that as it starts. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into week one of the Premier League. 
where we will do a weekend roundup and then our uh, match of the day segment where we're going to dissect Chelsea and Manchester United, the uh, the thrashing at Old Trafford. <laughs> um, but a lot more than meets the eye. Definitely don't judge a book by its cover. We'll break it all down on the next episode of Sock Talk. So for Wally, I'm Stove. Once again, he's I'm Stove. Once again, he's Wally. I am Wally, the one and only. The one and only Wally. So this has been Sock Talk Transfer Saga Review episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, so follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, uh, like, leave a review, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever it may be, it helps us immensely. Subscribe. But the number one thing behind the cliches is another cliche. Tell a friend. Let's spread the word. Let's pour some gasoline. Spread and those germs, baby. Spread those germs. Or that. As long as it spreads, we don't care. Uh, preferably nothing... You know what? I'm not going to go there. Spread the words and spread the germs. Uh, said from Wally, and I'm pretty sure Gandhi said that. <laughs> he did. He did. He was a wise, wise, wise man. man. And uh, he'll, maybe we'll get him to guess on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring him back. All right. This has been Sock Talk. Tune in next week for the week one of the Premier League. Thank you so much for listening.